0: Hey everybody, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. We are all about discipleship through the process of family-based, home-based churches. And we follow the historical pattern for the first 300 years. The church rotated homes, rotated who led. They, They went from 120 people on the day of Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire one home at a time over the course of 300 years. That's the practice that we have. Uh rotating homes rotating who leads weekly as much as possible and uh and so on our website c w o w i dot o r g you can sign up for my weekly thoughts which is a weekly email that comes out at short teaching uh every friday u s time you can also find there uh lots of things uh videos question answer things of that nature about house church and if you sign up for my weekly thoughts, that's where we put information about our zoom meetings, our conferences and such so hope you'll do that all right today talking about over spiritualizing things. And there's, a, there's an element of Christianity which wants to ignore uh, the reality to make it either the devil's fault or God's fault or something. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, nearly 40 years ago, I, it's hard for me to say that, but 40 years ago in my life, uh, I had owned a pizza delivery restaurant or, or store as we would call it, pizza delivery and carryout. I had worked as a manager for a, a deliver pizza delivery chain and the Lord led me to go in a place of no competition, start my own. And uh, so I did that and it was, it was doing very well. It was supporting us. I was in ministry. I was in an unpaid position. I was an associate pastor and it would have been foolish for me. To and presumptuous for me to just, you know, not do anything, but somehow expect the ministry to support my young family. Uh, cause I was in my early 20s. You understand, this is a long time ago. And, um, and, and now I'm in my early 60s. So, uh, you know, so I, I started this pizza delivery store, doing real well. The pastor, uh, saw how well I was doing, and he had a son who was about my age who had some money. And the pastor was very intimidating. He played for the National Basketball Association in his younger days. About the time I was born, he was playing uh, professional basketball, so he was taller than me. I'm nearly two meters tall, uh, six foot six, and he was taller than me considerably. He outweighed me at 50 kilos or 100 pounds at least and uh, you know to intimidate he would put his foot up on a tabletop you know stand there on the floor with one foot on a tabletop and kind of look down at you and he was very intimidating he knew how to do that and he he really pressured me to open a second store and install his son as manager and i knew in my spirit that was wrong i it just didn't feel right with me it, it just it just didn't sit right i knew it was wrong but i was the associate pastor i was unpaid he was going to retire and move me into the position of pastor and he was very intimidating. It was just fear of man. And, and he was, you know, 20 some years older than me. And, and here I was, uh, you know, in my early twenties and I had the one successful store. And, and so, uh, I did it. I, I obeyed him and, uh, that and, and how I did it was spiritualizing it. I, I said, you know, I, I know this didn't right in my spirit, but Lord will make up the difference. He knows I'm a man under authority, that I'm under this pastor in an unpaid position. And the Lord knows that, that, you know, I shouldn't stand up to him and, and all the different things. And I spiritualized it. I over spiritualized it. Well, that store did horribly. I ended up having to sell it and I ended up not getting any money for it because the guy I sold it to didn't know what he was doing. And, uh, and it was a horrible thing. In fact, we, it, it, it was partially responsible for bringing down the first store, which we sold for very little, uh, next to nothing profit wise. It was a horrible, horrible experience, all because I over spiritualized it. Now, what do I mean by over spiritualizing? Um, well, some, um, overspiritualizing causes us to place too much value, too much importance on spiritual things, which allows us to ignore the screaming circumstances in our life. Um, in other words, we, overspiritualizing us allows us to place too much value on spiritual things or emphasis on uh, us, on certain things while ignoring uh, what is the really important issues in our life. Uh, for instance, if I over spiritualize my marriage, I'll never address the true issues that are causing strife and division and everything in my marriage. If I over spiritualize my money troubles, I will never come to a place where I'll discipline myself and and on a budget and pay back debt and things of that that nature. I'll over spiritualize. I'll blame it on the devil. I'll, I'll I'll say God is doing this or God is doing that. Um, if I over spiritualizes my over spiritualize my circumstances in life then i 'm not just i 'm just not going to face the hard facts so it's it's wrong to make to to think that every single act of life every single event is somehow spiritual in nature you know the Lord really doesn't care if you have to get up and go to the bathroom. You know, that's not within his realm of, of directing you unless it's something for your safety or, or convenience or whatever he tells you not to do it. It's kind of like you make a schedule and, uh, you know, you feel prompted to go to item number three on your schedule, uh, first instead of, You know, saving that for later in the day, and when you obey that prompting, then you find out that store was going to close early, and because you obeyed, you got there just before the store closed. That's properly spiritualizing things, because you're taking it to the Lord, and it's pretty much within your own authority, and you're just looking for his uh, fine-tuning of your steps if there's anything that would be outside of his will. That's fine, and that's well and good but uh over spiritualizing prevents a person from dealing with the circumstances of their life. It allows a person to to shrink back into a spiritual cave. Uh, against something that they don't like. Maybe they don't like. It, it's even on bigger things. National elections or, or government policy. And it's kind of like, let's spiritualize it. Let's blame the devil. Let's prophesy. Let's, let's, let's have some things going on here. And that way I don't have to deal with the issues that I don't like in my country, in my community, in myself, in my life, et cetera, et cetera. In the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus in John or excuse me in Matthew chapter five Jesus said uh, something very practical. He said, "Agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way, lest you be found guilty and thrown into the into prison." A few f- verses later, he said to turn the other cheek, to give that extra coat, to walk that extra mile. He didn't spiritualize things. An example of spiritualization in uh, in scripture would be the first chapter of the book of Ruth, where we are told in the first five verses that Naomi lost her husband and her. two-year-old two sons and and she told her daughters-in-law to go back leave me but you know it was Ruth who who followed her back to Israel but but uh, Naomi said don't call me Naomi anymore call me Mara which means bitter because God has dealt bitterly with me you know, and I understand the rough circumstances. She lost her husband. She lost her two sons. She's left there with her daughter's in-law and everything. And she feels horrible, but she's over-spiritualizing. She says, oh, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me call me uh, Mara, bitter, because God has dealt bitterly with me. God has done this, and she's spiritualizing it. Now, fortunately, she came out of that in a very practical way, moved back to Israel with her daughter, Um uh, Ruth, and who ended up marrying Bo- uh, Boaz, who was the son of Rahab, uh, the former harlot, and Salmon, we we're told in Matthew 1.5, and and she becomes in the lineage of King David and, of course, of the Lord. So, I mean, it's a, a wonderful story in the book of Ruth, but it starts out with Naomi coming out of spiritualizing things. So so my my the thing on my heart today is to share with you that I've been there, I've done that. You know, 40 years ago, I spiritualized things. It got me into a horrible mess financially and uh, in the relationship with my boss and my pastor etc all because I didn't have a backbone to stand up and analyze it logically and with reason and say you know what this isn't of God and if you will pray about it you'll admit that this isn't God. So I've been there done that so don't over spiritualize things don't Examine your heart and say, am I blaming the devil when, in fact, it was my decisions that put me in this circumstance, or it was the the decisions of other people, but I have to deal with those decisions. You know, when you look in the pages of the New Testament, there is precious little that blames the devil. You know, when Paul told Timothy in uh, 1 Timothy 5, I think it's about, uh, yeah, it's verse 23, Paul said, no longer just drink water, but drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. You know, back in Roman uh, Empire days, they diluted their wine anywhere from 40 parts water to one part wine to the more common was three or four or five or six parts water to one part wine. And Paul's telling Timothy to drink more full strength wine because the alcohol will cool. Kill parasites. So basically, in First Timothy five twenty-three, he says, "Drink a little wine for your stomach's sake." And in Philippians uh, chapter four, let me read that there. Or excuse me, chapter two, verses twenty-five through twenty-seven. He talks about epaphroditus who had been sick, but God spared him. Lest, lest Epaphroditus and Paul have, have grief because of the, the work that they're doing in the ministry. And Paul doesn't spiritualize it. He doesn't blame the devil or, nor does he blame God. He just says, Hey, Epaphroditus was sick and God spared him and raised him up and he's healed now. You know, Paul dealt with the letters of the New Testament deal with the circumstances. Let him that stole steal no more, he, he said in, in Ephesians chapter 4. He didn't spiritualize it and say, okay, you stole because your great-grandmother opened that door, your great-grandfather was a thief, and that spirit came down through the family line. He didn't over-spiritualize it. He said, hey, you used to be a thief. Stop it. That's not how you've learned Christ. Make the right decision so that you can get a job, work with your hands, so that you've got money to give to those in need. That's how you deal with it. You you cut away the spiritual stuff, do what is right first, and then trust the Lord to, to go guide you from there. All right. God bless. Talk to you later.